0: Shalom everyone and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Jerusalem where we reach you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I am Harriet and I will read for you today, this Wednesday, the 29th of December or the 25th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. We are in a parasha this week called Vaera, and that means I appeared. And a portion from the Torah is Exodus or Shemot chapter 7 verse 8 through chapter 8 and verse 6. And as we always do, uh, we join together and bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word before we start reading the scriptures. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation, to his people Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. And now to our portion from the Torah. The Lord spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, When Paron speaks to you, saying, Perform a miracle, then you shall tell Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Paro and it will become a serpent. Moshe and Aaron went into Paro and they did so, as the Lord had commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Paro and before his servants and it became a serpent. Then Paro also called for the wise men and the sorcerers. They also, the magicians of Mitzrayim, did the same thing with their enchantments. For each one threw down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Paro's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, as the Lord had spoken. The Lord said to Moshe, Paro's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Paro in the morning. Behold, he is going out to the water. You shall stand by the Nile's bank to meet him. You shall take the staff which was turned to a serpent in your hand. You shall tell him, Lord, the God of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. Behold, until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord says, In this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike with the staff that is in my hand on the waters which are in the Nile, and they shall be turned to blood. The fish that are in the Nile will die, and the Nile will become foul, and the Egyptians will find difficulty in drinking water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Tell Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand, over the waters of Mitzrayim, over their rivers, over their streams, and over their pools, and over all their ponds of water, that they may become blood. There will be blood throughout all the land of Mitzrayim, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moshe and Aaron did so, as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the staff and struck the waters that were in the Nile, in the sight of Paro and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the Nile were turned to blood. The fish that were in the Nile died, and the Nile became foul. The Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile, and the blood was thrown out all the land of Mitzrayim. The magicians of Mitzrayim did the same thing with their enchantments. So Paro's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, as the Lord had spoken, Paro turned and went into his house, and he did not even take this to heart. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink from the water of the Nile. Seven days were fulfilled after the Lord had struck the Nile. The Lord spoke to Moshe. Go into Paro and tell him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go. That they may serve me. If you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your borders with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs who will go up and come into your house, and into your bedroom, and on your bed, and into the house of your servants, and on your people, and into your ovens, and into your kneading throws, throws. The frogs shall come up both on you and on your people and on all your servants. And the Lord said to Moshe, Tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the streams and over the pools, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Mitzrayim. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Mitzrayim, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Mitzrayim. The magicians did the same thing with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Mitzrayim. Then Paro called to Moshe and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he removes the frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moshe said to Paro, I give you the honor of setting the time that I should pray for you and for your servants and for your people. Let the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses, and remain in the Nile only. Then he said, Tomorrow. Moshe said, Let it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. That was Exodus or Shemot 7, 8 through 8, 6. And now our portion from the Prophets is 2 Samuel, chapter 13. After this, Avshalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister, whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so troubled that he became sick because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, And it seemed hard to Amnon to do anything to her. (coughs) Excuse me. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Yonadav, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Yonadav was a very subtle man. He said to him, Why, son of the king, are you so sad from day to day? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Avshalom's sister. Yonadav said to him, Lay down on your bed and pretend to be sick. When your father comes to see you, tell him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me bread to eat, and prepare the food in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be sick. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight, that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was lying down. She took dough and kneaded it, made cakes in his sight and baked the cakes. She took the pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have all the men leave me. Then every man went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the room, that I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the room to Amnon her brother. When she had brought them near to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. As for me, where would I carry my shame? And as for you, you will be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not listen to her voice. But being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her with exceedingly great ha- hatred, for the hatred which he hated her was greater than the love which would, with which he had loved her. Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. She said to him, Not so, because this great wrong in sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me but he would not listen to her. Then he called his servant who ministered to him and said, Now, put this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. She had a garment of various colors on her, for the king's daughters, who were virgins, dressed in such robes. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and tore her garments of various colors that was on her, And she laid her hand on her head and went away, crying aloud as she went. Then Avshalom her brother said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Avshalom's house. But when King David heard about these things, he was very angry. But Avshalom spoke to Amnon neither good nor bad, for Avshalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister to mar. And it came to pass after two full years that Avshalom had sheep-shearers in Baal-Hatzor, which is beside Ephraim, and Avshalom invited all the king's sons. Avshalom came to the king and said, See now, your servant has sheep-shearers, Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let's not all go, lest we be burdensome to you. He pressed him, however he would not go, but blessed him. Then Avshalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. The king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Avshalom pressed him, and he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Avshalom commanded his servants, saying, Mark now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I tell you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid, have I not commanded you. Be courageous and be valiant. The servants of Avshalom did to Amnon, as Avshalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man got up on his mule and fled. While they were on the way, the news came to David, saying, Avshalom has slain all the king's sons, and there is not one of them left. Then the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. Then Yonadav, the son of Shimea, David's brother, answered, Do not let my lord suppose that they have killed all the young men, the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Avshalom this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now therefore do not let my lord the king take the things to heart to think that all the king's sons are dead, for only Amnon is dead. But Avshalom fled. And the young man who kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, many people were coming by way of the hillside behind him. Yonadav said to the king, Behold, the king's sons are coming. It is as your servant said. And as soon as he had finished speaking, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept. The king also and all his servants wept bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amihur, king of Gashur. and David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. King David longed to go out to Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon since he was dead. And that was Second Shmuel, chapter thirteen, and now our. Portion from the writings, or um, from the writings, which is the Psalms, the Tehillim, and him 80 today. For the chief musician to the tune of the lilies of the covenant, a psalm by Asaph. Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Yosef like a flock. You who sit above the Krovim, shine out. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your might and come to save us. Turn us again, God. Cause your face to shine and we will be saved. Lord Elohim, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in large measure. You made us a source of contention to our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again, Lord Svaot. Cause your face to shine, and we will be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt, and you drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the mighty cedars with its bows, It sent out its branches to the sea, its shoot to the river. Why have you broken down its walls, so that all those who pass by the way pluck it? The boar out of the wood ravages it, and the wild animals of the field feed on it. Turn again, we beg you, Elohim tzvaot, look down from heaven and see, and visit this vine. The stock which your right hand planted, the branch that you made strong for yourself. It is burnt with fire, it is cut down, they perish at your rebuke. Let your hand be on the man of your right hand, on the son of man whom you made strong for yourself, so we will not turn away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord Elohim Svaot. Cause your face to shine, and we will be saved. That was Psalm 80. And now our final portion for today is the Apostolic Writings. And we will be reading from Luke. Chapter 8, verses 26 through 56. Then they arrived at the country of the Gadirans which is opposite Galil. When Yeshua stepped ashore, a certain man out of the city who had demons for a long time met him. He wore no clothes and did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Yeshua, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What do I have to do with you, Yeshua, son of Elion? I beg you, do not torment me yeshua was commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man for the unclean spirit had often seized the man and he was kept under guard and bound with chains and fetters. breaking the bonds apart he was driven by the demon into the desert yeshua asked him saying what is your name and he said legion for many demons had entered into him and they begged him that he would not command them to go into the abyss. Now there was there a herd of many pigs feeding on the mountain, and they begged him that he would allow them to enter into those. And he allowed them. Then the demons came out of the man and entered into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country, Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Yeshua and found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Yeshua's feet, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how he who had been possessed by demons was healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were very much afraid." Then he entered into the boat and returned. But the man, from whom the demons had gone out, begged him that he might go with him. But Yeshua sent him away, saying, Return to your house and declare what great things God has done for you. And he went his way, proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Yeshua had done for him. And it came to pass, when Yeshua returned, that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, a man named Jairus came. He was the ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Yeshua's feet and begged him to come into his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitude pressed against him, And a woman who had a flow of blood for twelve years, who had spent all her living on physicians and could not be healed by any, came behind him and touched the tzitzit of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood ceased. And Yeshua said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Kepha and those around him said, Master, the multitudes press and jostle you, and you say, Who touched me? But Yeshua said, Someone did touch me, for I perceive that power has gone out of me. When the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, cheer up. Your faith has made you well. Go in shalom. While he still spoke, one from the ruler of the synagogue's house came, saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the rabbi. But Yeshua, hearing it, answered him, Do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be healed. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter in, except Kepha, Yohanan, Yaakov, the father of the child, and her mother. Now all were weeping and mourning for her, but he said, Do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And they were ridiculing him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, and taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she rose up immediately. And he commanded that something be given to her to eat and her parents were amazed, but he commanded them all to tell no one what he had done. That was Luke eight twenty six through 56 and that concludes our reading of scriptures from Daily Bread today. However, if you are reading through the Apostolic scriptures twice this cycle, you will also read Ephesians chapter 2 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray you have a blessed day, receiving strength and encouragement and wisdom from what you have heard. Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.